I think at the time when we joined the first accelerator, we were already doing uh, pretty well. So we were, we had almost 2 million downloads at that point. So we were not really noobs and fresh. And uh, I think what really changed it's the velocity of putting ideas into action. So from the growth, of course, now, you know, every user brings another user. So we have a um, virality co coefficient in the app. So of course that works. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rowinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Rasa, co-founder at Doggo. Doggo is the companion app for dog parents to cover all needs from training to socializing with other dog lovers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship podcast. Uh, today, we're talking with Rasa from Doggo app. Um, lovely to have you on the show, Rasa. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you guys are doing over at Doggo. Hey, hey um, yeah, first of all, thank you for inviting. And um, I am one of the co-founders of Doggo and Dog is, Doggo is the world's leading app for dog training. Mm. So basically we offer a lot of content for you to learn um, new tricks, new skills, good manners. And uh, in a way through the learning process, you will strengthen the bond between you and your best friend. And um, maybe about my background, I was working as a veterinary doctor, as internal medicine doctor for seven years and kind of never planned to switch my career. But then we got our little puppy that was quite fierce and um, unruly and we had to educate her. And then let's uh, then we decided to kind of create this product and it was just a hobby that developed into a three million dog parent community. And wow. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving forward incredible incredible stuff um so all right that's that touches on i guess you know the reason why you guys started the app so tell us a little bit about that um ideation phase you know how did you turn that idea um or firstly i guess you came up with the idea because you guys have a, a, a dog yourself or a puppy at the time um and you realized okay what's a really cool way to to actually train our dog and and I guess, mm. teach them a variety of things. Um, but moving forward from that, you know, when did you start thinking that this was, this was actually a really good idea and actually, hold on, let's turn this into an application that we can share with other people? Mm. Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, the first ideas came when we adopted her and it was almost 10 years ago. So I'm a veterinary doctor and my co-founder, he's a so software developer, iOS developer. And then we just wanted to do something together, you know, and we we had a lot of better versions of different products like activity trackers, calorie calculators, and everything was great, but nothing really stuck, you know, and I think just because she has such a 
tough character. We constantly needed this program. We constantly needed this product that was actually non-existent. So we were checking a lot of books, consulting with dog trainers, but I think with training and um, similar as with fitness, you have to be really motivated yourself. And my co-founder, he was very interested in gamification and he said like, okay, let's make this product that is gonna be fun to use for ourselves because the reason why people don't train the dogs is usually the their own low motivation and not really the motivation of the dog. So yeah, kind of, I think we came up with this uh, idea maybe seven years ago and it was just like, you know, following us and becoming more clear how we could structure it. And um, four years ago, we launched our first MVP and yeah, awesome. since, since, uh, since then we have been developing it and improving and yeah, iterating. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Um, so, okay, you guys uh, launched around four years ago. Uh, since then, have you guys received any funding? Have you gone through any investment rounds? Mm -hmm. So for quite a long time, we were bootstrapping for yeah. more than two years. And in 2019, like the beginning of 2019, we got our first funding from an accelerator program. It's in Berlin called APX. So they were our first uh, shareholders. And um, after that, we, we did some convertible loan agreements with angels and then also got into another accelerator in USA where we got also a bit of funding. So yeah, one, wow. one and a half years, we had like incredible support, mentorship and also financial. Awesome. And, and how much of an impact did that funding have on Doggo App and, and the growth that, that you guys have seen? Mm. Yeah, I, I think we were very lucky with our choice to join an accelerator because mm -hmm. ourselves coming not from the business world and being first-time founders, we never had these close contacts with other angels or VC funds, you know, so this accelerator is well recognized in Germany and it gave us like a certain recognition and also a gateway to other contacts. And it helped us to really pitch a lot, talk every, every week to different people and actually spread the world between investors and um, how much it has impacted us, like the, the, the finances that we have received. So first of all, it's mentorship, like seriously, we have, 16 great angels from different areas from pet to uh, apps to um, yeah just in general like how the animal industry works so for example Mars Corporation one of the largest in the in the world and um, so mentorship is a big thing and I think also the finances they gave us velocity so we grew from four four persons team to 13 and yeah now we we are on speed and yeah. moving fast. <laughs> Great. Awesome. And I actually, I want to jump in here quickly. Um, so you mentioned that none of you were actually really sort of in that startup world initially. So the decision to join the accelerator, how did that come about and how did you come across that? Was that an advice from a friend or did you do networking? How was that like? Mm -hmm. yeah, actually, my co-founder was working in a startup so he at least knew like how everything works you know with um, investments uh, I was quite quite raw at the time I was working as a veterinary doctor um, and accelerators um, 
Yeah, we were just looking for people who could um, mentor us. So it was really not about uh, finances, but just because when you start a company, you have to know so much from HR to marketing to product to user behavior to, I don't know, finances. And it's just not possible, you know, and we knew mm. that we're not going to be able to build up the team so fast to to cover all the spots you know where we need help and i think yeah accelerator was the thing that can offer you know different expertise from different um different areas and um why did we choose them in particularly um just because they were so well known and they used to be plug and play and we knew quite a few startups that were super happy with them and then that's why we applied applied so it was basically world word of mouth <laughs> great yeah that's that's super super interesting and then um so you mentioned you guys are 13 now in your team right mm -hmm. uh, so who was the first one to come on board full-time with you mm -hmm. so it was an ios developer uh, called claudus he joined us from the very 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 beginning um yeah he started as an intern but actually grew into a super good and skilled developer so he was the first one and he was a friend of of Tadis, our co-founder cool so you mentioned um a, a few a good few rounds of sort of investment there and actually trying to take the approach of getting smart money invested into your business, I think they call it, um, rather than just going straight up for like a, a monetary value. Um, so having all of the, I guess, the mentorship involved and the advice as well, um, as well as the networks that these angels or investors could bring um, in terms of value to your business. So how much of a, a growth spurt did you see between sort of your first investment rounds, your second investment rounds? And from that point of, of launching as a bootstrapped company? Was it like a small growth curve and then you got investment, got some really good mentorship and then saw a big spike in, in growth? Or, you know, how did those look like, let's say from the point of view of, of users of the app? Mm -hmm. I think at the time when we joined the first accelerator, we were already doing uh, pretty well. So we were... We had almost 2 million downloads at that point, so oh. we were not really noobs and fresh. And mm -hmm. uh, I think what really changed is the velocity of putting ideas into action. So from the growth, of course, now, you know, every user brings another user. So we have a um, virality co coefficient in the app. So, of course, that works. Um, so it's easier for us because since we have a lot of downloads, since we have a lot of good reviews, we are ranking higher, somebody notices us, like somebody speaks about us. So I, I think it's it's not um, really the investment that we got, but um, because th still we are spending very little money on marketing, it's basically organic growth. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like, you know, once you're becoming bigger, then everybody sees you better in the room. Yeah. And when you're so small, you just like get lost into the um, between other pieces. Um, but yeah, I think every investment, you know, gave us opportunity to um, attract great talent. And great talent has uh, helped us to really gain the speed of um, we have an idea, let's do it and let's launch it. And we work in two week sprints. And I think, yeah, 
um, our speed of development is really incredible. Awesome. Um, so around four years ago, you guys launched with like an initial MVP. And now I imagine uh, the app or the, the product that you guys have is, is much different to that very first product. Um, tell us about some of the, the changes and, and how, how and why you made those changes along the way. Um, so what did that first product look like? And what first is what does it look like now? And, and why did you make those changes? Yeah, so I think, as I said, we had this idea for such a long time. And it was just like the 1st of May in Germany is a day off. And um, so my co-founder, like one of the co-founders is also my husband. And then it was just a point of, let's just do it. You know, let's yeah. stop talking. Let's do it. So we actually went camping and because we were with a dog, we had to stay in a tent and couldn't get like any proper electricity because <laughs> everything was booked out and we said okay let's code in the in the tent so our mvp <laughs> was made in the tent and yeah. like, wow. <laughs> with like some external connection to the to the outer world and no internet so basically yeah, it was just a clicker button so you had a screen you had a clicker button and basically it's a um noise marker to mark your dog that they are behaving well because um, when you are teaching the dog it's very important to mark the precise moment when they are doing the like good movement you know so if they are lifting the paw you want to press the clicker when the paw is exactly above and not on the ground so you have to be quite good at um at marking the moment so this was the mvp and uh, I think other MVPs that followed were just like, you know, we would pay, let's say 20 euro and would download 100 illustrations uh, from some creator, but they were not very personal. Um, and we would just glue things on top of that. For me personally, like I always have a problem with MVPs because, you know, it's just an MVP and if it doesn't work, does it mean like it's bad? No, because like you probably need like a few iterations before you crack it. Um, but I agree, it's very important to launch it quickly um, just to get feedback, just to understand, mm -hmm. okay, m maybe people don't even understand that they have to click the button, you know? So yeah, and um, I think the third thing that we prioritized was design like so actually you know making it um because it's just an extension of what you do in an offline world it has to be nice and it has to be user friendly it has to be it has to enhance your offline activity you know so if it's if it doesn't look nice if it's uh, user unfriendly why would people use it because basically we're just like helping you to to do something better what you already do you know so i think this was uh, on top of a list like good design good user experience good user interface yeah that's that's actually a really really great piece of uh, information there i think making sure that you know if this is an extension of something that you you would do on a regular basis then having that ease of use um and having a really good user experience is very much key to success. Uh, I agree with that totally. Um, awesome. So moving on then, talking a little bit about the brand, because of course you guys have a variety of illustrations. You guys are, you know, you've got a really nice digital presence and brand, especially, um, you know, combining that 
tone of voice, brand messaging with the branding identity that you guys have. Um, you know, how early on uh, did you guys approach the question of what is our brand and, and how did you start um, developing that into, you know, what it is today? Mm. Yeah, I think the, so basically there are a few philosophies in dog training world and um, I would segregate it into big two classes, let's say, and one is like, positive dog training that we rely on and there's like alpha approach where you go through dominance you go through like I'm the the wolf in the alpha wolf in the room so I think already this positive dog training gave brands some color mm -hmm. I mean um, because then we were talking more about it's a friend it's a family member it is uh, something that we do and we have fun and while having fun we learn new things so I think the voice of um, of Doggo was determined really by the philosophy that uh, our product is uh, made by and um, as I said like because uh, use user experience is very important for our product we really prioritized uh, design at an early stage and um, I think it was quite um, like we, we never sat down and said like, okay, now let's create the brand. But since the first steps, like it was evolving and it is still evolving. We're still looking at the vocabulary and the words that we should use through the product to, to the marketing. You know, um, it's an ongoing process, but I would say it came pretty early and it was really a big part of our success because um, yeah, in 2018, um, we were bootstrapping, like zero marketing, zero kind of input from the out, outside world. And this is when Apple noticed us and they said like, hey, you know, just because you do such a nice, like you have the face of a product and um, we enjoy you. We would like to feature you as app of the day. And it wow. has been like, since then, we have been really growing exponentially. And until now, we had great relationship with Apple. And I think it's really because we, we cared about the visual looks of, of, um, of the product. Cool. And, and, you know, it's interesting then. So coming from a, a software developer, co-founder, and then a, a veterinary specialist uh, background yourself, you know, how, um, you know, how did you guys go about actually creating the visuals and, and the branding identity for this? Did you work with, or did you bring in a, a freelancer? Did you work with an external agency or was this something you guys actually, you know, did when you were doing the coding in the tent? Mm, <laughs> no, unfortunately I really don't have um, any drawing skills. Status maybe is a bit better, but- You uh, and me both, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet Anna could, could do it well now. Um, yeah, I still like almost uh, stick people, they, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we asked the freelancer to help us out and we knew she, she has experience with mobile apps and she was working in game industry. And she's the one who set the tone for illustrations. And um, I, I think she really put a good base. And um, yeah, we were working with her as long as she could 
time time wise um yeah do it for 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 us help us and um yeah i think she said set the tone and then we moved into our own own company our own designers yeah in-house great so um in terms of that um you guys definitely have a very distinctive color choice uh, for your brand it's something that pops pops up and uh, color is a very fascinating subject for me because it's actually the first thing that your your mind notice even you know before it understands what the image is about so it's a big choice and some brands have built their whole brand based on color like Monzo for example and their their card a hot coral so for you guys you know that that strong color choice I'm was there what was sort of behind that choice did you look at um how to differentiate yourselves from from their competitors environment or was that more driven by purely looking into the personality and how to express the core of who you guys are and who you want to be what was that process like hmm. i think i'm i'm not the, the expert here and probably not the best one to um comment on it but I think it was more about emotional, like, you know, we didn't want to be corporate, so we didn't want to choose dark blue and, you know, and we didn't want to be screamy. We, and I think it's, yeah, kind of more, yeah, the, the, the voice of a brand and the color kind of matched because who are people who have dogs, they are active mm -hmm. people, they, they like to be outside, um they are probably outgoing nature people and um it wasn't like a very conscious decision but i yeah. think the color was really where you felt comfortable with and mm -hmm. um yeah it was not pushing you and um yeah but that's how we got convinced by our designers that <laughs> this is the the color to, to go with yeah. it's also very friendly and funny and kind of yeah Absolutely. And I think that's okay. You know, sometimes it just your branding identity just falls into place. Um, and it's clearly worked in this case, you know, so I think that that's, that's a really good, uh, good take on it. Um, so moving forward, then, um, taking a step further from, you know, when you guys were actually coming up with all of these ideas, developing your brand strategy, moving forward to, to sort of now, um, you know, you guys have mentioned that, you focus primarily on, um, say, for example, organic marketing activities and your referral mechanic. Um, so could you tell us a bit about the, the sort of the marketing activities that you guys go through and um, what that looks like at the moment? Mm -hmm. Yes, so if, if we talk about organic, so Apple has been like an incredible partner here. Yeah. So just recently we got featured in 75% of the world countries, like 150 countries as app of the day. And, you know, wow. it, it's incredible. been like, yeah, you, you can't really repeat that, but that, that's a problem. You can't really also uh, predict it and you can't really reproduce it because you never know, you know, it's, it's not like we do something and they will always uh, feature us. It's just like, um, good luck, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I think a big thing for us is app store optimization. So, um, you know, starting with screenshots and texts and keywords and how, how people discover it, because 
the majority of people come from the app stores, just organically searching dog training. And for example, mm -hmm. in most of uh, world countries, we are ranking in the first spot. And then of course, like we get a lot of attention. So I think, uh, yeah, visuals for app store optimization um, are very important, especially video is performing well. And uh, you have to be convincing in the message. And of course, once the people downloaded it, they have to um, see that the, the value is actually uh, transformed in the product as well. So yeah, um, App Store, um, then we do some Google's, um, uh, Google Universal ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that is part of our uh, kind of marketing bucket where it goes and then also now we are launching with uh, Facebook and Instagram ads mm -hmm. and otherwise we try to be present on Instagram and actually build the community there and uh, we have a very strong community within the app that is loud and outspoken on the outside world so they help awesome. us to, to, to bring the um, customers back to the app. We also have an ambassador program of very talented, good dogs um, and also dog <laughs> trainers who are supporting our product and also uh, the voice and representatives of the product. So yeah, there, there's quite a few things, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And, and the referral mechanic that you guys have in place, tell us a, a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So basically we wanted to to, to get closer to our customers who are the super users. Mm -hmm. And then we identified now, I think it's around 40 users who are like, you know, who know everything, who can perform all the tricks and outperform like almost everyone. <laughs> but then they are also very um, strong community members. So they participate in weekly challenges, they educate each other. And um, so, they have been a great source for for referrals. They are also on Instagram, you know, official ambassadors of Doggo. They would post their achievements. They would post what they have learned. And um, yeah, um, so I think that, that is great. And then within the app, we also have um, enabled users to be proud about their dogs, be proud about their achievements to the outside world. So whenever there's like, uh, congratulations, uh, badge, um, new photo, new challenge. We can also share it with a family, with a friends and say like, hey, look, I'm here. Give me some votes, give me some love. And uh, I would like to win, uh, win this challenge. So yeah, we have quite a few, quite a few places where people can um, talk about Doggo to the outside world easily. Yeah, awesome. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about the the roadmap then for for Doggo and, and the future. You had mentioned, you know, recently you guys have stepped into sort of the the Facebook advertising, the Instagram advertising. But um, I think from a you know more of a product and and where you guys are trying to go, um, what what does that roadmap look like? Hmm. Yeah, I think finally we are kind of settling down with big features. So because now we so in a month, we, we're going to release this big dashboard, which is going to change the architecture of the app quite significantly. Okay. And I think at that point, we are happy 
of course there's like a lot of <laughs> a lot of other features that we want to do and would really help dog parents to like improve their relationship and yeah there's always plenty of ideas but um so kind of in a near roadmap what we are planning is to actually be closer to to the user um and enable emailing campaigns push notifications in-app messages so basically because I think the problem with the app is you have a very limited space to communicate with the user. So everything has to be very crisp, very straight to the point, very kind of clear in five seconds. But there are some things that you need a bit of more time. So I think what will be a big enhancement for our product if we set up a CRM com um, system and then we can actually email users depending on the actions that they did. So for example, they are now teaching um, bite inhibition in the dog, you know, and maybe we can send valuable resources like, hey, here's the video, here's a blog post, here's uh, a reminder. So basically communicate with the users outside the app so this would, of course, help us with uh, retention, but also for the users to get more value from the app and from the experts that work with us. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, and so before we wrap, wrap it up, um, what we really like to do on the show is just dive into you know, your journey over the past few years, having taken an incredible journey. Um, and actually starting up this this company essentially from uh, I think what we've discovered to be a tent um, to like an office over there in Berlin like you guys have been funded you have millions of downloads you've got tons of users um, you know and you guys are doing a really really cool thing something which I think you know it hits the, the emotional um, aspect of, of dog owners I guess um, or dog parents, as you would call them, uh, you know, so what are some of the, the crucial bits of advice you could leave for the audience, essentially, if it's, you know, maybe someone's thinking about, you know, they've got an idea, and they, they want to actually turn this into a real thing, or, you know, maybe it's some people who are already working and working on their product or project, um, and just want to hear some, some words of advice for someone, you know, a little bit further down the, the journey than they are. Um, what are some of those pieces of advice you would give? Hmm. Yeah, first of all, it's probably just do it. As, yeah. I, as I said, you know, it took us seven years and then um, another few years of working on it as a hobby, as a weekend project and not really, you know, quitting everything. But I think just because we did it, we started... Yeah, kind of the dream was coming true and it was easier, mm. you know, not to dream, but actually build on top of it. So I, I think it was a very good push from Tadas just to, to launch it. Um, I think, you know, in general, there's not so many original ideas in the world. It's just really like how you execute it and sometimes maybe good timing, good um, coincidences, but... That's why I wouldn't be afraid to talk about the idea. So if you have an idea, like try to pitch it to as many people as, as you can and get some feedback. And then they would say like, hey, but have you looked into that? And what about this? And this would help you to um, maybe think about some critical points before you actually invest a lot of money into it. So just really get feedback, pitch, 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 you know, just you don't even need a product. You can just come with a pitch deck and present your idea. That would be, I think, quite valuable. 
And um, yeah, well, well, what else I wanted to say? Um, I guess, yeah, if I, if I find a good colleague, if I find a good um, co-founder, we it's three of us in Dogo. And I think, you know, without the other two, it would have never happened just because yeah. it's so complex. You know, it's not that you are a senior in your position and you do something very well and you no, know, you're not really focused on one topic. You're doing so many things that like a lot of things are new and you really need the support. And I would say like to be one person founder, um, it's, it's tough. I would say get a good friend get somebody who's really passionate about the project. And uh, yeah, it's easier to pull when it's two or three of you. Yeah. So a massive thank you to Doggo for speaking to us. You can find them online at doggo.app. To download the app from the App Store or Google Play Store, search Doggo app. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.